0: They picked like 15 people, can I just give them an F and move on? Crossy Posse Packer Nation! Welcome to an episode of Packers, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom Grossi. And today, it's Tuesday, which is the worst day of the week. And so it only is fitting that we talk about the purple incarnation of Satan and look at the Minnesota Vikings and grade their 2020 NFL draft. But before we get to that, I got to do some brand new Shout outs, cause we got some new patrons over at patreon.com slash Comedy. Numero uno, we got David Vincent coming in. the uh, Beer master, thank you, thank you. Or the Bart star tier, thank you very, very much. We also got Nathaniel Fox, who went from $8 to saying, you know what, Tom, I want to be in those credits. Ba-boom, $10. And then the final one, we got Jim B. Hates Puppies. Jim B., how could you do this to me? So thank you to all three of you. It is very much appreciated. And thank you to all the Patreon subscribers uh, over at patreon.com slash Comedy. It's very much appreciated. Uh, Also want to do a quick little shout out to all of you. Uh, Last night at one o'clock in the morning, we hit 75,000 subscribers here on this channel. Uh, which is just absolutely incredible. Uh, So a big thank you, whether you've been here since the beginning, whether you've been here since this past season, or whether you just joined. Uh, Welcome to the Grassy Posse, and I hope you stick around. But I also understand if you don't, because this gets tiresome real quick. So with that being said, let's take a gander at the Minnesota Vikings and uh, their draft. So the Vikings obviously getting an additional First round pick from trading Stefan Diggs to the Bills. And on top of that, they made some uh, draft day trades. And boy, oh boy, did they just hoard those picks like the freaking golems that they are just hiding in the cave and the filth and the muck. God, I hate them so much. They also wound up taking a lot of players that I wanted, so... Thanks for that. With the 22nd pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, their first pick, the Minnesota Vikings, got LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Remember then there was that pipe dream in which they were like, Tom, do you think that Justin Jefferson could ever fall to 30? And I didn't think so, but I was like, no, he'll get taken by the Eagles or something like that, who then went Jalen Rager, and, of course, the one team he had to go to, the Vikings. Yeah, Jefferson is a great pickup for them. Uh, obviously, incredibly reliable, mostly a slot guy from LSU, had a ton of receptions, uh, is is fast, uh, and, and is a damn good wide receiver. And this fills the hole that Stefan Diggs left them, and I think that this was absolutely a great move for them. Now, Why this makes sense is because, one, it fulfills a need, but, two, they're also getting a a first-round player who could have gone earlier in this draft. He was ranked up there with one of the top four guys. Now, again, rankings are also subjective, but I think Justin Jefferson uh, will definitely terrorize the Packers secondary, which gives me nightmares. Hopefully, Kirk Cousins just doesn't throw to him, and then he goes on a podcast and complains about it, and they just trade Justin Jefferson next year. That's the hope. Then with the 31st pick after trading back, they got Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU. Jeff Gladney, one of the top cornerback uh, prospects coming out of this draft class. And Gladney, I've seen both. I, I've, I've watched some of his tape, and I can see why you know there was some hesitation on, on picking Gladney or why he might have fallen a little bit uh, to the end of the first round. But... This is another one. It definitely fulfills a need. They've needed a quarterback. They needed a cornerback ever since uh, Xavier Rhodes was there. So addressing corner is definitely a good route for them, and I think Gladney will definitely be able to be Uh, If not a day one starter, he's going to progress pretty well with them. Then with the 58th pick, they got Ezra Cleveland, the offensive tackle from Boise State. I loved Ezra Cleveland a lot. I thought he could have actually gone in the first round. And for them, this just makes a crap ton of sense. I thought they would have gone Josh Jones with this pick. But, I mean, their offensive line has needed help. For a while now, they've been slowly adding some pieces to it, uh, and this provided a great piece for them. I think Ezra Cleveland's going to be a day-one starter for them uh, as they, they, they need to sure up that offensive line a bit. But um, you know they, they need to protect Kirk Cousins, and this is going to allow them to do that, and you know Dalvin Cook to create some running lanes because when they give Dalvin Cook the ball, he usually does terrible things to me with it. Then with the 89th pick, they got Cameron Dantzler, the cornerback from Mississippi State, had two interceptions last year, nine passes defended, had some injury concerns. But again, I'm looking at this as purely just they're just stocking up now. They're like, listen, the the Vikings came in with a very simplistic game plan. They said, okay, one, we're going to get a ton of value for the guys we're going to pick. We need wide receiver. We need cornerbacks. We also need offensive tackles and offensive linemen. Well, with their first three picks, they did that, and then they doubled up on cornerback, which just makes a whole lot of sense for them. I think that they're... they're Because with the draft, I have to say... Yes, there's scouts. Yes, there's people who are making their best guess or best evaluations. But at the end of the day, nobody knows how these people are going to do. And so the Vikings came in and were like, listen, we're going to draft guys that we're near the top of the board. And we're going to double up on a lot of these picks. They did it with wide receiver. They did it with offensive line. They did it with cornerback. And they did it throughout the draft. So if we're looking at the Vikings and just saying, did they fulfill their needs? The answer is an absolute Yes. Then with the 117th pick, they got DJ Wanham, the defensive end from South Carolina, had nine and a half tackles for a loss, uh, had about four and a half sacks last year, and one interception. Wanham said, the the thing that I kept reading about him was saying that he was kind of overshadowed a lot by Kinlaw, and the Vikings did need to address edge rusher. Obviously, this is a good pick for them, because this is just going to give them another weapon, and... I've seen that he's been super underrated. I didn't get a chance to look at a ton of his tape. I saw a little bit of it. And from what I saw, it looked pretty good. I think he's going to be more of a development guy, but they they added depth to the position. Then with the 130 pick, this I love this pick, is James Lynch, the defensive tackle from Baylor, had 19 and a half tackles for a loss, over 13 sacks, five passes defended, and three forced fumbles. I think that this pick was an absolute steal. I liked James Lynch a lot, so much that I wish the Packers had drafted him. They, you know, that the Vikings defense is one of those cogs that's just like they can just continuously add people to them because that's really the staple of their defense. No matter who they put behind center, it's gonna be kind of a ground and pound team, and then they have a stout defense that is gonna prevent, you know, opponents from scoring. Their secondary was the weakest part of that, and now they're gonna have the, they're gonna have the pieces to stop a run game as well. I love the James Lynch pick, and I think it's gonna be pretty miserable. Then with the 132nd pick, they got Troy Die. God, why, why all the people that I like? I loved Troy Die. I really, really wanted him on the Green Bay Packers linebacker from Oregon. He's kind of a hate or love prospect, huh? <laughs> love, um, but the guy can cover. He led the team in tackles, and Troy Die for me is. One of those guys, if you have a linebacker already established that he could just learn a lot from, I think he's going to be more of a rotational player for his first year, but then I think he could develop into a great starter. Then going back to cornerback again with the 169th pick, they go with Harrison Hand from Temple. Had three interceptions. Again, this is a depth pick. They needed corner, and they said, okay, we're going to go get one, two, three with the their first few picks. So this, he again, he has some speed issues, Um not super duper impressive, but just another example of the Vikings hedging their bets here. Then with the 176 pick, they go with KJ Osborne, wide receiver, uh from Miami. Ran a 4-4-8. I've envisioned him more as a special teamer. Obviously, they already have Adam Thielen and now they have Justin Jefferson. So they are going to have their one-two receiver. Um, you know, Osborne will be able to compete. He does have the speed for it, but I think he's gonna be returning a lot of kicks and punts. Um So I think that's going to be the role they're going to place him in immediately. Then with the 203rd pick, they got Blake Bradle, the offensive tackle for Oregon State. Uh, This guy has played left tackle and right tackle. He's listed as a guard. He's 6'7", so a huge body to have back there to potentially protect their running game uh, and also Kirk Cousins. With 205, they went with Josh Metellus, the safety for Michigan. I think that this also guy was a pretty damn good pick. Uh, The guy is a huge hitter. He's quick, he's elusive, uh, and and he pops you in the mouth. I was watching some of his tape, and it it was damn impressive. More of a guy who needs to develop, but... You know, if he has time, which I think he will with that secondary, I I think he could turn out to be a steal this late in the draft. Then with the 225th pick, they went with Kenny Willicks, the defensive end from Michigan. The state has a super-duper high motor, had 10.5 sacks last year, giving them another pass rusher to potentially add to that depth, and he'll be able to compete for a roster spot. 244, they went and got their quarterback of the future. Nate Stanley, everybody. Uh, The QB from Iowa. He got better over time. Uh, he's got, I think he's going to compete for the backup position. And I don't think it's a bad pick. There's some pundits that were saying that he could go earlier. They got to get him all the way over at 244. So nice pickup for the Vikings. You know, I think they, they're definitely going to have to obviously draft a better quarterback in the next few years, but they just extended Kirk Cousins, so they got time. And then 249, they got Brian Cole II, the, the safety for Mississippi State. Again, going with uh, a safety again. He was a safety linebacker hybrid. Uh, one of those guys I think could develop and you know provide a nice option for Mike Zimmer. And then finally, 253rd pick, they go with Kyle Hinton, the offensive lineman from Washburn. And he definitely needs to develop. He's he's I don't I don't know if he's gonna make the team from what I saw. But yeah, they got a lot of picks. They had 15 freaking fracking picks. And listen, with the draft. Sometimes you just want to take as many shots as you possibly can. And I think the Vikings did that. I think the Vikings set themselves up really, really well. Stefan Diggs wasn't happy on the team. They traded him away, got a first-round pick. Boom, that was a win, because look what happened with the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Two, they made some great draft day trades, and they were able to get a ton of value out of it. They were able to address a ton of needs that they had on the team. And I think they got some premium players as well as some late-round steals. And so, with that being said, it is very unfortunate I'm saying this, I have to give them an A because from what I'm seeing, and again, we we obviously have to see what happens three years from now. All these players could bust. Please, God. But looking at this is that they fulfilled basically all the needs on the team except quarterback, (laughs) Kirk Cousins, they fulfilled all the needs that they could possibly want. They they are going to help out their offense a ton, not only with receiver, but especially with O-line. And now they're adding some depth to that. They're secondary. They expend some premium picks on them as well. I, I think that this is a home run draft for the Vikings, and they're at least, at the bare minimum, going to have bodies there. Out of the 15, if only five of them work out, they already have a significantly better team than they had. And they were also pretty good last year, so... Yeah, the Vikings had a good draft. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. <sighs> if our games are on Monday night, we'll still beat them. You can always find me at tomgrassycomedy.com or at tomgrassycomedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the Patreon members over at Patreon.com slash Comedy. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy, And as always, go Pat, go.